Hey guys, welcome back to school visit number three. I can't believe this is already our third school visit. For those listeners who don't know what school visit is, it is our series, our second series, where we actually get an, a third person, which is our guest uh, as an interviewer, as your interviewee. And we talk about their present, past, and future, which are the three segments that we will be, that we talk about in this series. Now, uh, Chinmay, uh, just like every episode, we start with um, assessing each other's weeks. How was your week, fam? <laughs> it went great. It was actually a crazy roller coaster. So basically, um, listeners, if you're wondering why my mic isn't acting up today, the reason is I don't have a microphone with me. Um, neither do I have a computer with me, which is why we faced a couple of technical difficulties before starting this recording. So far, mm-hmm. uh, it's going smooth. Um, they had, uh, I'm actually about two hours away from my home. I'm actually at a camp, a driving school. Um, it's been about a week. It will be a week soon uh, that I've been here. And yeah, I'm in my room. And I just finished my classes and here I am. That's nice, man. Um, I still haven't <laughs> had the opportunity to uh, enroll in driving school. And I wish I can do that. You know, when I turn 18 or by the time I turn 18, whatever. I don't know. But uh, yeah, for my week, um, Mm -hmm. definitely much better than my previous weeks where I've felt down and unmotivated. Like this week was the get shit done week, you know? Um, Hey, let's go. Yes, sir. Today alone, I had three meetings, fam, including this one. Three. Wow. Uh, Very busy, you know? Uh, It was... Oh, yeah. Grinding that... Yeah, yeah, it's that grind. It's that grind that makes me awake, you know. Mm-hmm. And um, the work ethic, it is amazing, man. I just can't stand uh, sitting around doing nothing. I feel like I'm very restless, you know. Yeah, and, and, it's, and that- it's such a good satisfaction when you're actually so efficient and you mm-hmm. get stuff done. Mm-hmm. At the end of the day, you're like, wow, I was able to get all of this done. Mm-hmm. And you just get that feeling of satisfaction that is so amazing. Absolutely, fam. Especially uh, if your uh, moon sign is in Gemini. But we'll talk about that later. Chigmei, <laughs> uh, would you like to introduce our guest, man? Yes, sir. Our guest for tonight's episode of School Visit number three is not only a friend of both me and Arcee. Um, I've known him for 4.5 years. Um that's what that's why he likes to keep it real specific with the numbers. Hmm. Um, he's the one and only Abiram Ogu. Satya Sai Abiram Ogu. Abiram, yes, man, introduce yourself. How's your week? Um, oh, first of all, hi everyone. I'm Abiram Ogu. Thank you so much, RC and Shimi. Thank you for having me. Mm-hmm. Uh, coming to me, I'm yeah, I'm Abiram Ogu, ISJ high school graduate. I studied in the same school with RC and Chinmay until RC <laughs> went to Philippines. Yes. And I'm 18. I turned 18 this month mm. on World Environment Day. I come from India, Andhra Pradesh, and my native language is Telugu. Oh. I, you had a little spice on the top for your self-introduction. I like it. Yes, sir. Yes. It, it, it's not like the introductions that we uh, usually hear. Native language is amazing, man. Again, um, it's uh, our pleasure 
it's an honor to have you here in our podcast, our baby podcast. But we've been getting uh, lots of positive feedback, and uh, we hope to uh, um, continue getting more amazing people like you, man. Uh, how's your week, Abiram Ogu? Oh, my week. Yeah, been, how's your week so far? I've been, I've been sleeping at 6 a.m. and waking up at 3 p.m. every day. Shit. <laughs> Just scrolling through Instagram. <laughs> Ever since, ever since right, we graduated, listeners, listeners. Before we really dive into this episode and get okay. deep about talks, just a forewarning here. Um, although I we've known each other for four point five years, which to some isn't a lot. Um, the amount of friendship and bond that we've generated towards each other has gone to the point where we are just unable to be uh, formal towards each other. To um, have a level of professionalism amongst each other and so i definitely would not want him as my colleague in any 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 company any job <laughs> it's yeah just having hey bro, i'll Ogu, be your boss having bro. having a friend like ogu <laughs> with me as a partner uh as a colleague is just a bad idea so just giving you a heads up <laughs> yeah, okay, absolutely. Bro. It's just the energy that Abraham radiates um, in the class just makes everybody laugh, crack up, have a, put a smile on their face. And now that we've got that aside, why six to three p.m.? What's going on, Abraham? Oh, um, so I have my cousins in India, who mm-hmm. who basically have nothing to do as well because their twelfth grade exams got canceled. And we just talk. Ah, right. yeah. uh, so you do the grinding of the chest till what six a.m. Bro, like they give you thousand points in the beginning, and my score is dropping until seven hundred. I'm just getting worse every time I play. <laughs> well, obviously, if you don't sleep on time and you end up playing chess, <laughs> obviously your energy will just degrade as you play. What game? What game is this? Chess, yes. com, bro. Chess, you play chess. Yeah, yeah. That's what you do with your cousins. Amazing man. Uh, I don't, I don't. Just trying play. to be professional. I do more stuff, but yeah. Mm-hmm. But, but I mean. Oh, okay, okay. RC, he's trying to be professional, but he does. We, he wants us to know that he does more stuff. Like what, um, Abiram? Like um, um, sharing information. Yeah. <laughs> Yes. About different mm. topics, uh-huh. and different exchange of ideas and you know, diverse stuff. So, do they also uh, share their ideas with you, Abiram? Yeah. yeah, yeah. That's called the conversation, Abiram. Uh, we're talking about things other than conversations. Do you like to do <laughs> what? <laughs> no, is there? Oh, no. See, it's, it's interesting because uh, Abiram. Like yeah. um, you love having conversations that could go very well deep, very philosophical, right? Mm-hmm. Deep, oh yeah, 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 deep in the crevice. and so like, and so like, like uh, tell the viewers like, what are the exact talks that you know that really get you uh, get your brain to think? Um, like compared to like any other topic, that particular topic gets me to think the most. Um, could be some perspective about something or some future or some memory that is so memorable um, and so vivid that you really end up thinking so much about it. Mm-hmm. Um, 
for me, I think um, what really gets me thinking and talking about is how to improve myself, you know, mm. daily and you know, self-improvement, focus on oneself and how we can talk about that and exchange, get ideas from others and get better. No cap. Interesting. Interesting. No, yeah, no yeah. No, yeah. absolutely. It, it, it really, even to me, and I think uh, RC spoken it before as well, especially mm-hmm. RC over here. Um, you always try to focus on self-development, self-healing, um, you know, uh, the usual stuff that gets you to think about yourself. Mm-hmm. Uh, right? Because in the end, it's always positively affecting you in one way or the other. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, just self-education. It doesn't, like, even not including yourself, but just, like, the learning should never stop. That that's yeah I, yeah yeah because absolutely self exploration as well mm-hmm. you know, exploring yourself and just loving yourself. <laughs> Chimney, why did why did it have to go there, bro? <laughs> this is weird. <laughs> Don't tell me your hand went there. <laughs> Abraham, uh, again, uh, we're happy to have you here, uh, but. You know, you're right. And I think that that will be a part of today's episode. Self-improvement and uh, self-education. Um, yeah. Self-care, self-love, and anything that has to do with self. Um, yeah. Because, uh, I mean, at the end of the day, it's what you do that yeah, will yeah. help m- either bring you down or take you up, you know? And yeah, yeah. Again, Absolutely. there's just so many things to talk about when it comes to all that. But uh, yeah, and uh, yeah, let's not get too carried away with it. Mm-hmm. Uh, of course, we can bring that up um, in a few minutes in yeah. our present segment. But for now, let's get into our past segment. Absolutely. Um, so, Abhiram, um, introduce your past to us. Um, how was your primary school? Um, experience where was it and how was it done yeah mm-hmm. so i i did my first grade in india and um it was okay yeah, so you were born as soon as you were born you went up to first grade and you were in india and... <laughs> and then, bro, bro, bro no uh i was born and when i turned mm-hmm. three i first came to japan hiroshima i stayed there okay. for two to three years Studied in Yorkshire. Oh, you, okay, you stayed in Hiroshima for a decent two to three years. So did you yeah, do your I, like kindergarten or? I did my kindergarten over here in a oh, Japanese okay, school. Okay. Apparently, I was in the Japanese. Mm-hmm. In a Japanese, oh. yeah, Yorkshire. So nursery. So you, I did oh, my nursery in a Japanese school. Yeah, yeah, and then I, I did my nursery in the Yorkshire, and then I went to, um, a Canadian school for my upper kindergarten. A Canadian school, yeah, yeah. YMC. Interesting. So was that was that to develop your English skills or? Uh, English skills that I developed only for that year. Now everything's gone. Oh, all right. No, so your parents sent you to the Canadian school for your is because they expected you to go to an international school from then on, or they were planning to send you to a Japanese school until the chain of events occurred, which made you go back to India. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. So I, we were we were going to go. I mean, my parents were planning to send me to 
an international school in Japan later on. But uh, okay. there happened to be the economic recession back in 2008, okay. mm-hmm. because of which I had to go back to India. And I did one, my first grade in India. I, I never graduated okay. my first grade, because again, I, came, I had to come back to Japan. And that's when I joined IHJ. But not okay. the same campus as you guys. I There are two campuses, I think. Mm-hmm. Even the listeners know there's the main campus, Tokyo, and the smaller one back in Yokohama. So I joined in that in second grade. Yeah. So, so you never exactly exactly graduated first grade. I never exactly graduated second grade as well because of huh? uh, 2011 earthquake. This guy's jumping. He's never... <laughs> 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 literally bailing out on every single year. <laughs> we never had our final first exams in grade two. So, first grade. Uh, shit, I can't take this final exam anymore. I'm <laughs> Second so grade. Went, shit, this is even more hard. <laughs> I gotta go to third grade. Let me just pass on. Oh, you're in twelfth grade and you're still saying shit. <laughs> <laughs> I can't do my exams. Let me go to university straight away. <laughs> Listeners, this is what we're talking about. <laughs> hey, yo, Chinmi yes. just can't think. Abraham, seriously, Abraham doesn't care. He has to put up with Chinmi's shit. But uh, going back to that recession, man, it hit all of us quite hard. Um, yeah. Like a brick. <laughs> Busted enough. Thousand eight economic the stock market crash. Um, according to Chen, yeah. was because of uh, which uh, Japan lost one of its balls. I wanted to give a reference to a bubble pop, but it just just, just losing <laughs> <laughs> like a ball. Okay, oh, oh. <laughs> my stomach hurts. Abram, um, continue, continue, please continue. Yes, yeah, so, uh, so I continue with my second grade. Uh, no. Yeah, so I could I did from second, second grade, grade again. onwards. Yeah, I joined IHC. Mm-hmm. Mm. So then, in and the two thousand eleven never... earthquake, when you returned back, uh, yeah. did you do your third grade in India, or did you just not go to school in India? I did third grade in India, but I left the final exams over there, and again came back to Japan. So I never wrote final exams for grade one, two, and three. I just passed. Huh? Yeah. History repeats itself. Grade one. <laughs> okay, that's no. Okay, I'll be completely honest. That is impressive. That's amazing. That I took my super impressive. They took like, my midterm scores and they just passed me, so I never had to work for my final. Exam. Yeah, well, you're doing that right now as well. There's no difference. That takes talent, right. bro. It takes talent, and trust me, man. Like, I'm I'm one of those like really. Uh, how should I say? I try my best to avoid exams in any circumstances. Mm. But I developed that ability to be able to make my way through without uh, writing exams in probably around 10th and 11th grade. My man here is able to do that since first grade. Yeah, that man. That is impressive. I mean, it, wasn't my, yeah, it wasn't my choice. To, it's like I had to it shift. Happened, right? Yeah, yeah. For Even me, my choices aren't necessarily my, that, like what I want. Mm-hmm. Personally, in which case, yeah, impressed. Saying, yeah, sure, yes, absolutely. But personally, I only, uh, me, 
mm-hmm. I left for Japan. I didn't complete one year of my uh, preschool. But this guy pulled three years in the bag without final exams. I mean, yeah, yeah. and you had to repeat your year, RC. Yeah. Oh shit. Yeah. So basically, <laughs> it's like going back, but backtrack. But um, I had to repeat my year because I had to. Uh, I left uh, Japan. Uh, I didn't complete my 11th grade there, and now I'm here. But I am 12th grade now, so technically the three of us are 12th graders, right? But um, you guys graduated. But again, anyway, Abiram, uh, yeah. now that we've put all that that crazy shit, skipping years, skipping final tests, what what yeah. what was fourth grade, fifth grade, sixth grade like? What was your Yokohama years like? Now that you've settled in Japan, yeah. So I mean. Not studying properly for grade one, two, three. I think that that made my life life hard in Yokohama because mm-hmm. I wasn't really into studies. I, I was just violent and I didn't really focus on my tests or uh-huh. homework back then. Yes. And Yokohama as a school, the student body is really small, so there's so the rules over there are really strict, and there's high surveillance and stuff. Uh-huh. So mm-hmm. even even if you do the smallest of mistakes, like one time, I. So I think, yeah, this was my fourth grade and our midterm exams got over and the teachers did not check our, uh, I think, homework. So what I did, I corrected all my um, homework without the teacher's help. I put this, I forged their signature and later what? I think, and later the teachers found out and mm-hmm. I was so screwed for copying the signature. I thought it was. How would you do that? How Wait, old were you? Small Bro. mistake. That's a massive thing to do. How was it? I mean, it's not like an official document, right? It's just homework. True, but how old were you? I, I was in fourth grade. So probably ten. This guy. Oh, fourth grade. That's wild. It's amazing, Abraham. That's crazy. It's crazy. The, the, the craziest yeah. thing in fourth grade that I had done <laughs> was not submit a test paper. <laughs> so rc do you remember uh miss monica for japanese oh my god you didn't submit your japanese test Uh, listen listen up listen up so in the exam in the in the fa3 i believe formative assessment there was the question where we had to make a origami flower (laughs) yeah so i made the flower but i got the color opposite so i got the white side visible and the color side inside oh and she strictly said that the color side should be visible and i got so scared i just hid the paper and the origami under the desk and never even submitted it ah. Bro, but this thing but you know see the thing is abiram were you scared was it due to fright that you had to um forge the signatures with the red pen by yourself Bro, no, no, i did it with glitter pens i thought it was fun Glitter that, pen. Yeah, yeah. I, I would just, I just, I mean, my mom told me to throw out some glitter pens, so I thought I'd just use them, and I corrected all the pages for fun, because I thought the teachers are not going to check anyway, because the exams are over. But they checked, oh, and I had to that's... beg. They said they'll oh, go, they, they were going to expel me from the school just for forging the signature. I didn't know it was that bad until they scolded me. Well, hey, obviously, listen, they're not going like, to expel you out of school for forging. No, actually, if in a le- on, on legal terms, that is punishable. Wait, yeah. Wait, signing with a glitter pen. No, like forging a signature. Let's, oh. let's get a lawyer down here. 
but uh, at the end of the day, you were you were a fourth grader, man. Yeah, and I don't just... remember. Shinmei, on your part, Miss Monica was scary. I would be, I would yeah, shit exactly. my pants. The reason why I did not submit it is because of friend. Miss Monica, yeah. Mm-hmm. Monica but in the scary. end, in the end, obviously, I had I had to go give the paper to her. But you know, it, it was because of fright yeah. that I got really scared because she was a hell of a teacher. Yeah. Super strict to yeah. the point where she used to check her nails every day. Yeah, very old school. Very old school. Hmm. Mm-hmm. It it it's like um things my mom experienced back in the late eighties. We experienced yeah yeah uh Miss Monica right uh mm-hmm. it was crazy fourth grade um Wait, I don't remember Abiram, so the like, crazy shit I did in first fourth grade just go on I don't grade. know. Abiram, I had a question for you. So like yeah. you know how we were talking about. How you were raised up in Yokohama after settling down with all of this ordeal of um, India, Japan, India, Japan. Yeah, yeah. So I wanted to. I, I had a question. I wanted to focus a bit more on the bit where you had to go to and fro. Um, you stayed in a country for less. You stayed in Japan and India in that you know in that zigzag for mm-hmm. less than one and a half to two years each, right? Yeah, yeah. So, like, I know you were really young and you're barely uh, old enough to still be able to remember. But mm-hmm. do you think that there would have been an impact if you were to have stayed in Japan throughout um, the recession or the earthquake? Oh, if I stayed in Japan? Yeah, so, like, because you had, A, you had to go back in 2008. Um, due to economy, like the recession, etc. Right? Yeah, yeah. So that like oh. sudden switcheroo between the cultures in like one or two years, mm-hmm. was it easy no, I... for you to adapt to? I know it was really long time ago, but was it easy for you to adapt to each culture quickly? And first thing, if I did stay in Japan in Asia, like from first grade itself, I would have gotten that veteran trophy <laughs> that you get up. I mean. For years. Out of everything you could say, <laughs> you know, my life could have been easier. Um, oh no, Abiram, it's Abiram, it's fourteen oh, no. years, not twelve years. Oh, fourteen. Oh, it's I think it was fourteen years, not twelve. Yeah. But because uh, I told RC was supposed to get it right if he stayed. No, RC. I was only. I would have only been a twelve-year person. A yeah, he joined year. first. Yeah, mm-hmm. not K. So. Yeah, well, yeah. yeah. Either ways, Abiram, you wouldn't have gotten the trophy, so skip that. <laughs> Next, <laughs> I think I would have um, been more in touch with the friends over here, Absolutely. and I would have known Japanese culture mm. culture more, because I think the matsuri life and all of that, I only did it when I was young, and not in the recent past when I came to Tokyo, because of education and stuff. So. Mm. I think I would have. You, you mean the present, Obama. right? Not the recent past. You mean the present. Oh yeah, yeah the present. Ah, so you recent basically past. mean to say that you you still kind of. No, so I. What you mean to say is that you know if you were to have completely been brought up in Yokohama, you would have been accustomed to the Japanese culture more. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But then, don't you think that that would have made you have a lack of uh, cultural understanding for your own home culture? 
Bro, Yokohama was a mini India. I don't think I would have missed the India. <laughs> but, <laughs> but yeah, but Yokohama one thing about Yokohama Indian. is yeah, go ahead. One thing about Yokohama was like the kind of rules that we had, and we we didn't have as much as freedom that we that I experience in Tokyo. We really had to always, you know, we knowledge meant learning and memorizing from the book and stuff. And we right. were also, so, like, like there were strict like, rules laid so upon the us. The definition of a school was more mm-hmm. dominant in the Yokohama campus and not the Tokyo yeah, campus. Yeah. So I mean, maybe it's because you get more punishments when you're younger. But I think I wasn't able to explore myself more when I was there in Yokohama. Yeah. Maybe because there are lesser kids, and coming coming to Tokyo, I was really afraid. So like, I shifted to Tokyo when I was in what, eighth grade. Ninth. Ninth. Yeah, yeah, I came when I was mm-hmm. in ninth grade. Yeah. So I was really nervous because more people meant more kinds of, of you know, personal. Yeah, more diversity. Yeah. More diversity because mm-hmm. when I was in. Yokohama. I don't think I focused really, really much on myself. So I didn't know what I liked and what I did not like. I didn't know what my hobbies were, and that's yeah, why well, when I came to Tokyo first, really I wasn't able to. Mm-hmm. Sorry, I wasn't ahead, able to. Yeah, yeah, I'll just finish. When I came to Tokyo, I wasn't. I couldn't connect with people quickly because I didn't have a common hobby to share, and I thought you, and I thought it's necessary to have a common interest if you want to make friendships, but. Uh, I made friends in Tokyo, even though it took time. I made friends in Tokyo, and I realized that it's not necessary to have common interests mm-hmm. to be good friends. As long as you have a good heart, it doesn't matter who you are; they'll include you. Yeah, <laughs> that, that that was a. Uh... Again, we all have different experiences, especially. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah, of course, and and Abhiram, you make a really good point about. Um... How it's it's so there are of course pros and cons to the different culture to the different experiences that you had, uh, a in Yokohama and b in Tokyo. In Yokohama, you were more like a family, um, like a very close knit community, right? Mm-hmm. And you know you knew all the teachers uh, very well. You knew the entire school um, students and staff very well. So. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's obviously a pro to have a very close community, but of course, you know the cons for that. Um, mm-hmm. The lack of privacy and yeah. um, the lack of socialization. Yeah. Right? Well, on the other hand, in, in, in the Tokyo campus, it's quite the opposite, to be fair. Um, you do get a lot of privacy as long as you maintain it. And, um, and of course, you have uh, compared to the Yokohama campus. There's such a big chance for uh, so there's such a big opportunity for socialization. Um, mm-hmm. You're met with so many different uh, students of different cultures, and um, but then the con would be yes, it takes a decent amount of time to make friends. Yeah. Um, but again, as RC mentioned, that really depends from person to person. If you're someone who's extroverted and really easy to socialize, uh, easy to be friends with, then who knows, you might get friends on the first day onwards itself. But, you know, um, there are a few people that take time to build a good relation with someone. But when they build that friendship and when they build that relationship, um, it's a very long lasting and it's, an, it's a great relationship. It's a great mm-hmm. friendship. And that's what I really want to acknowledge about the friendship that me and Abiram have. 
it took time building up that friendship. But at the point right now, you know, it's built up so well that, again, I just cannot be so formal and professional to it. I mean, I'm not uh, putting absolutely. down, not putting down Yokohama as such. It was a wonderful place. I think I learned how to, you know, know people better. I mean, be more patient and be more listening because there are lesser yeah. people. What mm-hmm. I see in Tokyo is that people, I mean, there are so many people that you can, you know, shift groups and make new friends quickly. But yeah. in mm-hmm. Yokohama, because there is a smaller community, even though you fight with people, they're the people you're, you have to interact the next day doesn't matter what you can't just isolate yourself so i learned despite having you know even though yeah I mean, definitely definitely yeah. which is why um it was quite obvious that when you came to tokyo you know um our personalities were very conflicting and yeah rc would also agree to that because rc was in tokyo campus for a really long time and man socializes mm-hmm. crazy so <laughs> like meeting someone like you know, Abhiram back then who just shifted from the town and, you know, um, who's not used to this much amount of uh, friendship and this much amount of socialization. I'm pretty sure you must have uh, found ways to make sure whoever that person was, uh, comfort them and help them um, socialize better by giving them, you know, the, the care and the heart that they need and they deserve. Mm-hmm. Personally, I met Abiram uh, MUN. He was still in Yokohama campus, but he was uh, bound to shift to Tokyo campus uh, the next year. Yeah. Uh, 2016, I first met him at uh, our MUN conference. It was our first MUN conference. Mm-hmm. Um, I, uh, I, I was uh, n- newly circumcised, and mm-hmm. uh, it was also the same uh, year I found my first love, okay? And I don't know, 2016 just hits crazy. 2016 was like one, probably one of the best years of our lives. And everything just went downhill from there. But that's another story, <laughs> right? Um, he was, I think you were a reporter, Abiram. And yeah. uh, after that, yeah. yes, uh, he was a part of the press uh, mm-hmm. for the conference. And uh, after the conference, we didn't talk much. Until, of course, uh, you guys shifted to Tokyo campus. And uh, I think that's where, you know, that's where everything took off, really. Yeah. yeah. Also, we, yeah. we three went to the internship, right? So yeah. That was also one place where we all got to know each other better. Yes. But I believe yeah. Chinmei went to the uh, other campus, the one in Shiba, right? Omiya campus. What? For... No, no, no. I was in the Tokyo campus. You Oh, really? Who was in Omiya campus? We all were in this. Oh, we, oh, oh, shit. Darshan went to the uh, other campus. Darshan and Bro, uh, the the confessions thing. RC. Yeah, Toyosu campus. Right. It's all of us. And, uh, and the the people from SA. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, The three of us. Uh, we met foreign students. Amazing time. Amazing time. I'll never forget. We got to get them on the show as well. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They've gone, they've gone big. They've gone to so many different, like, um, opted for so many different courses and stuff. It's amazing. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just spoke to uh, Fatima a few days ago. Amazing. And yeah, chemical engineering, aeronautical. Mm-hmm. Um, Shannon's yeah. becoming a wet. Oh, veterinary. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, 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 and medicine, and it, it is really cool. So yeah, we we have to get them on the show one day. But that's for another day. 
Um, yeah, yeah, RC, yeah. you spoke about 2016, and um, that's the year after which we went to high school. So that kind of uh, that that's a good transition into our second segment, which is um, the present. Absolutely, um, Abraham. Uh, welcome to the present segment. Again, yeah, here we talk about our high school and our um, college applications and um, how messed up it was for everyone and how COVID struck it and mm-hmm. uh, made our lives even worse. Yes, NCOV, SARS-CoV-2, COVID-19. Um, man, go go ahead, Abiram. Tell us your story. I think, I mean, coming to Aisha, Tokyo, I think bringing all of us together were the field trips. Field trips are something that really stood out. Mount Takao and... This the only place we went to is Mirai Camp for all those years, all right? Only 10th and 11th grade, I think, or 9th and 10th grade, we went to some stupid mountain. We went to Takao and uh, Mitake. Yeah, RC. RC, the years before that, tell me where we went other than the rice thing. It was only Mirai Camp. Yeah, definitely Mirai I'll never forget the... Like, if you take me to Miraikan now, I'll know my way. I'll oh, yes. know my way. <laughs> sure. I don't need the fucking <laughs> like pamphlet. The yeah. I don't need the fucking map. I know my fucking way. Like, yeah. Miraikan was the only place we went. And it's near Odaiba. Am I, mis- am I mistaken? I hope not. Uh, yeah, I think it is. It's somewhat near Odaiba, right? And it, instead of freaking Odaiba, they take us to Miraikan. Piece of shit, man. <laughs> but man, yeah. Go ahead, go ahead. Miraikan, amazing. Yeah, so, yeah, the field trips were great. And um, I think COVID was something about COVID, right? Yeah. Uh, so in, during this COVID, I don't know if I can share, but I lost a close member in my family during, I think, two months ago. Oh. My grandfather. Mm-hmm due to COVID. Our so deepest think, condolences. Yeah. So whenever I, I mean, last year, whenever I looked at the curve increasing, I, I really wanted to increase more. I, mm. I, I didn't emotionally connect to it. I just wanted the exams to be canceled. I really didn't feel the pain of the increasing curve. I didn't realize that every increase meant that someone's getting affected. Uh-huh. So I think everybody should keep themselves safe and it's not a joke. Mm, yeah, yeah, that's, that's really true. Um, I can't say much about. I, I can't relate myself as much um, to Abiram, but obviously, um, I I saw the situation that he had to go through, and um, um, although I haven't had first-hand experience, I could really feel the pain. Um, and by by watching him um, in the situation like that, it's you know. A lot of a lot of people wanted to, were like joking around and um, taking COVID as uh, as an excuse to cancel the exams and really yeah. um, taking it for granted. But you know, in a family, when such situation arises, then the perspective just changes so completely mm-hmm. that um, you're not only introduced to a completely new. Um, understanding and image of the virus but um, the amount of pain the amount of mental stress that one has to go through um, especially because Abiram is living abroad and um, 
um, the individual that um, he lost was uh, back in India, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And okay. so, you know, on top of the incident, on top of the tragedy, and, um, and on, on top of that, you have COVID. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that, that the lack of ability, uh, the, you just don't get the chance to go back. And, um, and it's, it's double the pain. It's double the pain, that's for sure. Um, I have, uh, again, um, we all have lost individuals in our family, those who are close to us, um, maybe years before. And that I can relate to. But, you know, COVID really, like, changes um, the... It, not, it doesn't change. Let me, let me reiterate it. It completely... Um, it's completely different from uh, what it's like to lose someone uh, in a normal time. Mm. But yeah, again, I'm really sorry for the loss. Mm-hmm. And um, well, that must have definitely affected your academics and your uh, your college applications, right? Yeah, yeah. Coming to my so RC, on top of the mental stress that we have, of COVID, of having a lockdown and staying so long in our homes and, you know, uh, complaining the shit out of it. Apiram, on the other hand, has gone to a a completely different domain, I must say, Mm -hmm. um, to to not not, not give up complaining about the lockdown, but have a much different and an under uh, have a much different understanding about the lockdown and uh, mm-hmm. agree on the fact that um, this can't, cannot be taken lightly and must be taken very uh, it must be taken seriously. Absolutely, uh, we all know that this pandemic has made it hard for each and every person on this planet, and some people took a bigger toll than others. You know, um, I just want to share something real quick. It's a survey from the American Psychological Association. This was taken last year, right? Um, And they said that 7 in 10 Gen Zers report symptoms of depression during the pandemic. And uh, this survey alone, you can see how badly uh, this pandemic has affected. um, Yeah, I'm not not surprised about the results. Yes, not only Gen Z, fam. Just imagine Mm -hmm. the whole world. And, you know, uh, the mental stress and the pressure that society puts on teenagers nowadays. Um, and yeah, and if you think about it this way, mm-hmm. uh, Gen Z's are aware about um, technology. Um, although we are at home, we're still able to connect with each other, like how we are doing right now. Um, yeah. Each of us are doing the podcast remotely, but we are able to meet up. Mm-hmm. Now consider the elderly, um, those who have lack of access to technology. Mm-hmm. Think about how much they are going through compared to us by in this lockdown. Mm-hmm. Especially it, elderly it, who have been sick because of COVID, right? Exactly. Yeah. And it's, it's, it's impossible for me to think um, how, about how I'll be able to live without the Wi-Fi and my iPad and my iPhone. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, uh, there are elderly who use technology, you know. Uh, yeah. Right? But you're right, Chinmay. Um, 
at the end of the day, there are still tons of people affected by this pandemic. And especially people who have experienced loss, uh, just like mm-hmm. Abiram here. And uh, yeah. And apart from that, like the pandemic also affected the college admissions this year. Everything, the entire you know, dimension of applying to college changed like this year. Mm-hmm. So, absolutely. Um, so one, I think what I learned this year about college admissions, one thing, start early. I waited until summer. (laughs) I waited until summer last year Mm -hmm. to actually get down into selecting colleges, which I think is not the best thing to do. And apart from that, one more thing, uh, I did a lot of college search by myself. I think it's always good to include your parents and keep them on track. You know, we should all stay on the same page. Mm -hmm. And it's always good to consult them about you know, the finances as well. I think I didn't keep that in mind, really. That's something we should always do, look into the finances from the beginning and not, you know, push it till the end. Absolutely. Um, <clears throat> I totally agree. Chinmay and I, we advocate for, um, you know, getting ready. We advocate uh, the youth to get ready. Uh, if you listen to our past episodes, we've already, we've advocating on discovering yourself, uh, choosing your uh, courses and uh, getting things laid down so that you don't have a hard time in the future right and um you're right communication is key uh you should always uh when it comes to looking for colleges you should always have your parents by your side and your teachers as well Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so um, yeah and um mm -hmm. i yeah about the um finance part um for the colleges um a lot of people ignore that aspect while having their research, while doing their research for colleges. They aren't aware of, you know, because at the end, it's, it's, it, there's a 90% chance that we are not the ones who are going to be paying for our tuition. At least that's from um, the society that me and Abiram are brought up in. I'm pretty sure it's in the, it's it's an overall Asian culture um, where the parents would, of course, um, invest um, in their child's education up to um, including the university level. Uh, in which case, it's it, looking up the finance, um, looking up, uh, you know, asking your parents if um, they're able to. Um, pay off for this much or you know kind of doing a negotiation with your parents saying okay maybe I'll be able to pay off this much and you can pay off that particular amount or come to terms with uh, particular uh, financing is also very very important Uh, there are a lot of people who aren't able to get into their dream colleges because of uh, financial troubles and of course uh, for those who are in uh in, in, in like a, a very much those who are very much in financial troubles university always provides provides them with um with scholarships with waivers etc uh, but you know um as 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 abiram mentioned it's always good to make sure um to look into the finances of every university that you wish to apply all right so well you know um, we talk about your we talk about the COVID situation that Abhiram, you had to go through and um, the university application process, um, the, the late graduation that we've had. And we 
like we are of course um aware of the fact that you are going for university but like before we really move on or actually we can move on to the future with that as well so first of all let uh, let the listeners know um where all have you applied and for what have you applied um so i've applied to canada uh, like three universities for computer okay. science and two in netherlands computer science again and one in india two in india for computer science yeah all computer science all computer sciences okay so you except you've... one in japan was the dive for biology yeah so you applied um for one in um japan uh, three one in canada three in canada and one in india two in india and two in india oh okay interesting so uh, was there any what were the deciding factors for you to choose um these three countries and what was the deciding factor for you to choose the course that you wanted to go to so um i think since 10th grade i was really interested in both computer science and biology and i had to yeah. make my mind over picking one and mm-hmm. when i consulted my teachers and my parents and people i know they've told that you can learn computer science outside and biology is something that you cannot you know do courses outside and learn it's a core subject so yeah. even my bio teacher recommended me to take bio first and see whether i like it or not and i've taken biology in my 11th grade and 12th mm-hmm. grade 11 okay. and 12 i've done a club as well and published a research paper i did have fun uh, but mm-hmm. i think i would rather go for computer science because i actually wanted to like you know bring both of them together computer science and bio but that plan didn't really work out mm-hmm. but i'd rather stick to computer science <clears throat> yeah and you know failure is never an option and you always have to step outside your comfort zone mm-hmm. if you're if you're comfortable with a particular subject for example biology and uh, you're really good at it you're well versed with it and you want to continue as it is you're not really stepping outside of your comfort zone you're not really going out exploring so right, right. you know what i wanted to ask you is that to the listeners uh, to the younger ones who will be listening to this um mm-hmm. would you recommend um them or especially the biology students to follow a similar approach um as your college choices and the factors that made you opt for computer science i mean i know a couple um, many people who take biology and end up going for engineering so rather mm-hmm. than that i think by grade 10 it's better to do uh, like you know side courses um okay like you know try out different stuff because mm-hmm. 10th grade exams are really exaggerated and people i mean students think that it can be so hard and that's the only thing you have to focus in that year i'm pretty sure you, i started studying study i started studying for 10th grade and all the way in january and just i covered it up in 3 months it's not that bad mm-hmm. so i think it's better to look into what you like or not you know explore what you like as early as possible yeah. so 10th grade would be a good time even level yeah because work, so. uh, also in 11th grade um you have to choose your subjects right mm-hmm. and that you know uh, there's a misconception that whatever you choose in 11th and 12th grade you have to continue on with it for university um that's what <laughs> our school had uh, told us but mm-hmm. 
I like it. I like how you are um, digressing from that um, that that thought. Mm-hmm. And you know, although you went for a very biology oriented course, you um, stepping outside and going for computer science. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay, that's interesting. So, um, what do you what do you want to achieve out of um, learning both computer science and biology? Um. I was, I was like, is there any particular human compu- field human- that you'd like to do your research work in, or is there any particular um, subject of interest that uh, specializes in both computer science and biology? I, I think human-computer interaction is something that that I'm really fond of, in trying to develop technology related to that. Mm-hmm. I see. So kind of like yeah. um, AI, I guess. Yeah, you could say that. Mm-hmm. AI so, or yeah. biomedical engineering stuff like that. Nice. I see. I see. Yeah, that's really interesting. Because, of course, AI and biomedical engineering are um, completely different uh, paths, but they still specialize in both computer science and biology. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So which which one are you more into? Like, would you want to focus more on, um, um, like, if I were to completely look to the future, then... Of course, both the subjects are very important. Computer, um, artificial intelligence would be definitely required in the upcoming future. Um, it's already expanding at exponential rates. But at the same time, biomedical engineering, sustainable engineering as a part of biomedical uh, would be also important in the near future. You know, developing new um, sources, um, updating and developing new sources of energies, etc. I'm just giving you the generics, but um, both of these subjects would be important for the future. So it's not that there's there's one subject that is going to die out soon or anything. So, you know, them being two different approaches, which one do you, would you prefer going for? Or have you decided that yet? Um, I think if I go for, I mean, when I take up computer science in university, I think I'll get mm-hmm. to know more fields because, you know, there are different professors and new types of research. So I don't want to conclude on that yet, but as of now, I see. As, so far that what I know, I think AI would be my choice. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, good choice. There's there is no bad choice here, of course, because mm-hmm. you're gonna be learning and uh, you're gonna have to um, focus on those research sides. Um, RC, yeah, you um, from what I remember, you wanted to focus a bit in medicine, right? Early in the medical industry. Yeah, yeah. Uh, personally, right. Um, again, just to backtrack a bit, our choices change. Um, I initially went for CS. I took Python. Mm. Uh, with you, Chimay, <laughs> right? And yeah, um, yeah. Mm-hmm. But uh, I just found, I just found my um interest in theoretical science, like um, especially anatomy, right? And um, okay. You know, PCMB, physics, chemistry, math, and bio, those choices for um, 11th grade in CBSE, um, mm-hmm. you know, a reason why I was hesitant to go for uh, bio instead of um, computer science is because of the opinions that other people had about it. Oh, it's hard. You're going to die. This blah, blah, blah. And, um, you know, now I've taken a different approach. You know, it's just you got to try everything. This, this goes back to what Abiram said. So yes, uh, I want to answer your question, Shinmei. Uh, yes, I am uh, going towards uh, medicine. But then again, yeah. 
your choices now and your choices in the next four years, they're going to change, you know? Oh, for yeah. sure. For sure. You it's know? just the yeah. reason why I was asking you is because, you know, it's, it's a completely, uh, it's, it completely contradicts what um, Abhiram is trying to do. He took biology, but is planning to go for CS. You took CS, but you intend to uh, work in a bio-related yes, field. Yes, it's the opposite. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's, it's the exact opposite, which is why, again, um, it just goes to show the amount of um, the change that one can have over uh, the course of these few years and how they can really have their own opinions about why they want to go for that particular field and why they are so interested in it, despite of not taking that up um, in your school, for example. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And uh, one more thing I'd like to add, you know, um, learning in Asia for 10 years, you know, almost 11, I've seen the talent that our classmates have, and I'm pretty sure that they're cut out for much better things than the college courses that they've chosen, man. And uh, who knows, maybe... Mm -hmm. Abiram, you go for CS and then maybe in the next 10 years, you actually um, find yourself as a real estate investor or something, you know, um, life takes yeah, different, yeah. Different, uh, um, different, different crazy paths. So uh, yeah. as long as you're, as long as you're doing your best, you're giving it, you know, you're enhancing your soft skills. Again, you do your self-education, you, you just, the learning never stops, you know, it's just, definitely and Enjoy as long life. as you have dreams yeah. and you chase for them yeah you if got you want to dream if you're dreaming of becoming a janitor and you chase for it, you become a janitor absolutely if you want to dream man. of becoming yes, a real sir. estate yeah if yeah. you want to have your only fans account you can have it absolutely if you want to be a stripper go be a stripper do what you love if you've got the desire persistence you've got the purpose you've got um your why dude dude i mean People say it's impossible until it, the shit is done, you know? Yes. Yeah, like 10 years ago, people would have laughed at Facebook. Or maybe 15 years ago, 20 years ago, people would have laughed at the idea of Facebook. Where is, where is Zuckerberg? Where is my man Zuckerberg now, you know? Mm -hmm. That's all I've got to say. And just to backtrack, Ogu, um, mm -hmm. I heard you say that you applied to Waseda U for bio there's an english bio course there yeah 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 it's i think hmm. they, it's, an, it's an interdisciplinary course where they include chem, biotech as well as electrical engineering into the bio course it's all taught in english so it's pretty cool well that's amazing man um you know maybe i may have to look into that you know because uh you know, I really want to go back to Japan too. I want to see you guys again. Japan is an amazing uh, country to study in. Don't get me wrong. I love For the sure, Philippines. Man. I love the Philippines. I've got choices here as well. But uh, Hey, but we can't wait to have you. Sure, man. Dude, who knows? We'll see what... Um, we'll see. We'll, we'll see. see where this whole path takes me, you know? Absolutely. Uh, yeah, man. This is amazing. Um, Abiram? Mm-hmm. It was an honor having you with us on our uh, delightful, I must say, episode tonight of School Visit. Um, RC and I had a very deep conversation with you. Didn't expect it to go this deep. We had our laughs and funs and giggles. And uh, overall, RC, I must say, it was a very well-balanced episode. Absolutely. Definitely. And I thought it was going to be yeah, all good, we, but it was nice and yeah, fun. Yeah, we... Mm -hmm. 
Yeah, absolutely. We had our uh, fair play of uh, past, present, and future. Um, so, Abhiram, any parting words to the viewers? Anything you like to share? Um, I mean, I've never watched a podcast before. School Visit is the, my, my first one. Mm-hmm. And my first podcast. And I, it's really cool the way you guys are doing it so far. And yeah. I hope you continue with much more interesting videos and cool stuff. Hope it thank goes so really good. Well, yeah. And thank, thank you so you, much for having you. me. It was really fun. Thank you, man. It's, it's our fun. pleasure, and it's we we thank you once again. We can't thank enough. We can't thank enough Abiram, and we can't thank enough you listeners for uh, coming to uh, listening till the end of this episode. Mm-hmm. Thank you so much to those listeners who've um, listened and who've supported us since our beginning. Again, I'm shocked that this is already our third episode of school visit um again um for our details rc and my handles are mentioned on our instagram at school disclosures rc's is totally not rc and mine's is one dot chinmay if you guys have any questions doubts comments any suggestions do leave them on our disclosure school disclosure Instagram, DM us or at gmail.com at school disclosures at gmail.com. Let's not forget Abiram's IG handle. What's your what's your oh, Instagram, yes. Abiram? Oh, Abisai underscore 365. You heard it, listeners. <clears throat> Abisai underscore 365. Go follow our wonderful interviewee. Again, uh, we can't thank you enough, um, Abiram. You came. Uh, on such a short notice, you agreed to be our interviewee. And uh, we, we also... My pleasure, my pleasure. And uh, we're more honored to be honest, you know. And uh, we're not going to stop putting out uh, content for you and for our other listeners listening right now. For sure. Our uh, Abiram's uh, handle will be mentioned on our um, school disclosure Instagram snippets as well. So mm-hmm. do give a follow on that. And on that note, uh, it's IRC and Abiram. I think it's a really good time to end our school visit three. I'm Chinmay Kulkarnian over in the Philippines. It's RC Chanko, guys. And yet again, another amazing episode. Can't wait to see you all next week. Bye-bye.